Switch to T-Mobile and get four lines for just 30 bucks each and the incredible iPhone 11 on us. So you can take a portrait photo of the whole family with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry into T-Mobile and get four lines for 30 bucks each and the incredible iPhone 11 on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Finance agreements required. Welcome to yet another episode of Product and Growth Stories Podcast. This is your host, Varun Mittal. Today, I have product marketing guru David Daniels joining all the way from Alabama State in US. David is a technology veteran, having worked in leadership roles at various tech companies in US. He has personally trained over 1,000 product marketing and product management professionals at different companies across the world. David recently founded a new company called Braincraft to solve product marketing problems for organizations and professionals. Hi, David. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Varun. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. So tell me about your journey and your new venture, Braincraft. Um, well, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've been in the world of technology pretty much all my professional life. Um, um, surprisingly, the bulk of it has been more on the marketing side of the house, whether it's product marketing or, or uh, marketing communications. And uh, many people, I, I tell that to, and then I tell them actually my background is in computer science and mathematics. Um, they, they, they look a little baffled, uh, a little befuddled by that. I said, well, it's just that's the way I gravitated and things that I really enjoy. So I've had, a, I've had a good ride. I've had an opportunity to work for some fun companies, and I've had an opportunity to do some entrepreneurial stuff and make a little money. And, um, and so now my focus is on fixing this mess that we call product marketing. Ask 10 people in 10 companies, what, what does product marketing do? And you're going to get 10 different answers. So we need one answer for that. So why do you think product marketing is largely misunderstood? The problem is that uh, product marketing is misunderstood as a role. Uh, the role is to help drive a return on investment for uh, the products and services that your organization offers. And um, what happens is no one has a clear definition of what a product marketing manager should do. And, uh, and so they just kind of make it up as they go. They, they, they look at the last company they worked at and, and said, well, product marketing managers there did these set of activities. And then they go to another company and they said, yeah, yeah, that's that. No, we don't do it that way here. We do it this way here. And so what happens is you, you, they modify it. And so little by little, you get this, um, inconsistent application of some really, really good skills. Uh, and it's crazy. It's kind of like I've, I've had the role as a product manager too. And, and for those of you who are listening to this or product managers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can go to six companies and it'll be six different jobs, totally different in some cases. Inconsistency that we have in technology has been vetted out in other industries, you know, like consumer packaged goods. So it's very clear about what different people do. I think it's time to, to put some focus to that and clear it up. So how do you define an ideal product marketing role in a tech company? The ideal role. Yeah, that's great. Um, so the ideal role is 
for a product marketing manager is somebody who is very closely tied with their product marketing counterpart, right? So it's not a separate silo. They, they, they can't function without each other. Um, the split tends to occur in larger companies. So for those of you who are listening or product mar- managers, you may be fulfilling many of the product marketing roles that exist as a separate job title in a larger company. And so what happens is um, if you want to look at the ideal, this is an individual who has uh, a really good instinct for understanding markets. Uh, they do the work. Uh, the kind of functions that they do to get that insight and knowledge about their markets include market research. Uh, they, they get a deep understanding of, of the problems that exist and the needs that exist in a market segment. Um, they're obsessed over that. They, they obsess over understanding about uh, the people that they're trying to influence, the buyers in those market segments. They also um, are really good at understanding the competitive landscape, particularly from a, a buyer's point of view, uh, unlike our product manager counterparts who might understand and uh, have deep appreciation of the competition from a feature point of view. Um, these are also people who are deeply in, engrossed in enabling their sales channels. So they do activities like sales channel enablement, uh, helping drive the development of sales tools. And, and so that individual is somebody who um, they're, they're really like a field general for the product. I mean, they're out in the in the field. Uh, they're driving the go-to-market strategy. They put measurement in place to make sure the strategy is being followed. Um, they work with their their marketing communication and com- campaigns counterparts to make sure that um, they are doing things that fulfill the strategy. Those are the kind of big nut things that I think about that help an organization get a return on investment uh, for their products. Awesome. So uh, there's also sales enablement role. So how does a product marketing manager aligns to that role or that role is something played by a marketing uh, product marketing manager itself? Yes, great question, Vern. If you've got um, larger companies tend to have a role that is called sales enablement or very similar to that. And I think that's what you're referring to. And um, even when that role exists, and in my experience of working with lots and lots of companies, that role tends to be the group that coordinates the delivery of the information to the sales channel. Um, they don't necessarily have the expertise about products and markets, but they are the people we count on to deliver that content uh, and organize getting people together to make sure that they get the content. Um, but even when you have that, there are still product marketing people, product marketing professionals that are providing the insight the, about the markets, the buyers, um, the messages, uh, product marketing is often takes the lead in developing the positioning and messaging uh, for the go-to-market strategy. Um, so they work hand-in-hand. Hand. Think of it this way, Varun. Think of the product marketing team um, developing the strategic message and content for the, the sales channel. In sales channel enablement, 
actually doing the execution and delivery. Great. So let us deep dive more into this role. So broadly, you talk about strategic aspects of product marketing. You talked about, you know, obsessing with your customers' markets, uh, crushing competition, and then driving product adoption. Then what are yes. the key activities around these strategic areas you would want to outline? Oh, perfect. Um, I recently did a, a blog post on this, and, and I refer to it as the um, uh, product marketing stack. So think of it this way. Um, if, if it's okay, I'll use a cooking analogy because I like to cook. Same here, um, even any, I like to cook. Oh, good. Perfect. perfect. So any good recipe has, a ser has, has to have a set of, of good ingredients, right? If the ingredients aren't right, the recipe will never come out right. Now, in addition to that, there are process and things like that. I think of cooking like chemistry and physics and a little bit of artistry. But um, same thing applies for, for product marketing. You need good basic ingredients. And these are the four basic ingredients. One, you need to know about your buyers and you need to know what, in, what, what they care about, what they don't care about, and why they act and when they act. And the tool we use to encapsulate that knowledge is referred to as a buyer persona. So that's ingredient number one. Ingredient number two is to group those people into manageable sets, which we refer to as um, market segments. Mm -hmm. Too often what happens is market segments are too broadly defined. They're, they're like, we don't want to... We don't want to exclude anybody, so let's include every possible person that could buy. Um, and, and, and it just dilutes the message, and it dilutes the effort of the, the promotional team, and it dilutes the efforts of the sales team that have to thrash around in the marketplace. So market segments are groups of people, uh, groups of those personas that have a, a common interest, a common set of problems. Um, they... they uh, they have common attributes, and also they have the ability to reference each other. So step one was understanding your buyers. Step two is uh, uh, understanding what segments that they're in. Step three is, all right, now we know who they are and we know something about them. What are we going to say to them? What's our message? We often refer to that as positioning, but I want you to think about positioning and messaging as two distinct activities. So positioning is the core tenets, the, the core thing that we want to get across. If I, if I could zero it in on one thing, I, that's the one thing I want my potential buyers to remember. Now, messaging is how we deliver that position. Um, so... That's where we get marketing communications and other professionals involved in shaping the message. So it's, it's positioning and messaging. So we know the buyers. We know where they are. We know what groups they're in. And step three is here's how we're going to get their attention and appeal to them, which is our positioning and messaging. Fourth thing, you'll need four ingredients. The fourth one is how do those people make a buying decision? Mm -hmm. right, so what steps do they take? Who are the people who get involved with making those steps? Now, let, me, let me give you a, a simple example or metaphor. Um, 
I assume at some point in your life you've bought a mattress to sleep on. A lot of people buy mattresses. So this is a silly example, but it works. You need a new mattress. Your spouse says, I hate that mattress. Get me a new mattress. Let's, let's do this. Or we need a new mattress for the guest room. So, so there's a series of, of steps that we would go through in order to make a final decision to buy a mattress and decide whether we like it or not. And all of those steps can be, can be documented in what's called a buyer's journey. You may have heard of that term before. Sure. So a buyer's journey simply documents, I do this first, and after I'm done with that, then I'm going to do something else. Oh, now I've learned something new. I need to go back. And it's, it's a series of steps we go through. And with buying a mattress, naturally, there's this, it's got to be comfortable for me. So what I'm going to do is I might go to a retail store, and I might jump on a few of them and go, that one's good. I'll buy that one. Or I might decide that uh, I've been talking to some of my friends and family members and they bought a mattress online and they love it. So maybe I'll take that route. So what I, what I want product marketing, marketing managers to think about here is those four basic ingredients. Who am I trying to influence? What groups are they in so that I can focus my efforts? What do I say to them to get their attention and get them to act? And four, how do they make a buying decision? Now, you might say, well, why do I need to know anything about that buying decision, that buyer's journey? Well, let me tell you, it's like a roadmap. And it's a roadmap for content. It's a roadmap for sales tools. It's a roadmap for when the demo should occur. Um, it's, it's a roadmap that helps us understand which people get involved at which point, especially if I'm dealing with a complex B2B sale, say like maybe a big ERP package, and it helps me map out all the things I'm going to need and when I'm going to need them, and then I can use that knowledge with my sales enablement activities. Here's what you need to know. Great. Make sense? Yeah, of course. So, uh, you know, you talked about buyer journey, so I'm getting to hear these days that CMO is going to be a chief experience officer now and he has to take care of customer yeah. experience. So when you talk about buyer journey, uh, does it end till the point he buys the product or no, a marketing a, guy has to map the whole journey from, you know, acquiring a customer, even generating an interest and then uh, being your customer and then serving him and then, you know, him being your advocate uh, and so on. Yes. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right. There isn't a journey. There's actually multiple journeys. So um, as, as an example, uh, too often our marketing professionals think in terms of a sales metaphor, which is the funnel. They think of the top of the funnel. They think of the bottom of the funnel. And that funnel really only covers from, hey, I'm interested in your product to I gave you money. So that's all the sales team cares about. And that's all they should care about for the most part. But there are lots of things that occur before it gets in the funnel. And there are lots of things that occur after they've become a customer. And the buyer's journey expresses all of that from basically cradle to grave. So you could have one buyer's journey that's focused on just the getting an initial customer. Say, think of it like acquisition, customer acquisition, but you could also think about the journey for renewals, right? So 
the decision I make to renew with your product is going to be different than the decision that I made when I initially acquired it. And so we can map that out quite, quite differently. We could also map out a different buyer's journey for upselling and cross-selling products that are in our portfolio. Absolutely. Now let's jump to product management because I see product manager to be quite sexy role these days. Let's talk about it. Product marketing role is often mixed with product management role. And I often yeah. hear the terminologies like, you know, product marketing is like more outward facing and then product management is something inward facing. So how is product yeah. marketing different from product management? Well, and, in, and let me throw another curve in there, which would be um, product owners. So if we want to make it even more complicated, but generally speaking, the product management team are the people who are trying to figure out what are the solutions that we need to build so that we can be successful as a business. All right. So um, they're also market facing, but for a different set of reasons, they're not trying to promote the product. They're trying to uncover um, potentially new problems to solve or, uh, fix things that are broken or help companies improve their operations. So that's what they're focused on is figuring out what to build. Um, in organizations where there is not a product marketing role, it's split oftentimes between product management and marketing communication. So it gets a little, it can get a little chaotic. I know I've, I've worked in companies as a product manager where I owned it all. So, um, the only thing I had was me, my development team, and marketing, and that was it. I didn't have a, a product marketing manager to uh, to help me with a go-to-market strategy or any of that. In larger organizations, that becomes too much for one person to do, so it starts to split. So in the in the uh, in the scenario where there's a product manager doing everything, they're really functioning in two roles: figuring out what to build figuring out the strategy to take it to market. Those break apart at some point and product marketing comes into play and then it becomes more of a team effort. It's a collaboration. So one part is more facing. Um, so as a product manager, I would deal with development, uh, my engineering team, uh, customer support, QA, um, that kind of thing. But on my product marketing side, I'm thinking about how do I take that product to market successfully so we can get the kind of results that were mapped out in the business plan for the product. So to get that return on investment. So as a product marketing manager, I'm outwardly facing. I'm, um, I have some inward focus, but I'm mostly outwardly focused. So I'm figuring how do I sell more? How do I retain more? Uh, how do I increase things like uh, customer lifetime value? And I'm working with my sales team, my sales channels. I'm working with marketing communications uh, and others that are more outwardly focused. Right now, you tied earlier the uh, customer experience thing. As a product marketing manager, I'm thinking about that too. Right, every step of the way, how do we make sure that they're happy in every touch point so that they'll come back and they'll buy more? Yeah, so by the way, I love your metrics, uh, which you created on your website, product marketing versus product manager. I love that metrics. So I would encourage our Thank viewers you. to look at that metrics and it is going to help you out in defining th these two roles.
and see the clear difference in these two. All right, so any tips or suggestions you would like to give to product marketing guys for the year 2018? For 2018, yeah, so product marketing, uh, one, focus on those four ingredients I talked about. Now, the I will say this though, um, many companies, I won't say most, but I know many, will build what they call buyer personas, and buyer personas are really made up stories. You get, they, made a, they got a bunch of people who sat in a room and said, well, let me tell you what I think the buyer persona should be like. And someone else says, let me tell you what. And so they really create this thing that's um, not really reflective of the markets that you're serving. They're just characters that they created. Those are not personas. So here's what I want people to start doing, my product marketing peeps. I want you to start interacting with real people. I want you to start outside of the office. Just remember this. No one in your, in your company buys your product. Just remember that. Just keep grounded in that. So don't take what they say as here's what we should do is right. I want you to get out and talk to people. Find every opportunity you can. Talk to customers. Talk to people who are not customers. Uh, talk to partners. Uh, talk to other businesses that serve the same kind of customers you want to talk to. Learn. And here's what I want you to do. The output of that is to learn so much about those people that you can anticipate what they need today, but you can also start planning for what they can need tomorrow. And if you'll start with just understanding your personas, all the other pieces will start to fall in place. So if there's one thing I'd want you to remember, it would be that. So that's a great piece of advice for product marketing professionals. You need to get out in the field as product managers do, interact with your buyers, uncover that insight, what they want, and even their future needs. I think that is going to be really powerful. Your customers can rarely tell you what your future product should be. They don't have the ability to. They do not have a crystal ball. They only know what they know. And those are the things that they're using today. They can tell you how to make their, their product that they're using better, but they can't tell you what the next thing should be. Sure. I think that is a great advice. All right. So we have come to the end of this, uh, this episode. I look forward to have more talks with you, David. Thank you. You too. And send me some of your recipes. Great. Uh, thanks all of you who are listening for your love and support. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. We would look for your encouraging comments so that we could bring much more exciting topics on product management and marketing. Till then, I wish you an exciting product growth journey. Thank you all. <laughs>
Wear a mask in public and stay six feet away from others. Learn more at bdh.virginia.gov.